The ongoing World Cup in South Africa provides an analogy that Baylor law professor Mark Osler employs when describing Kagan's strategy during her confirmation hearings, which began Monday. Uh, kind of like some of the third games of the first round of the World Cup where you're playing not to lose. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't want to give up a goal because that could be the end of it. And she has been very cautious and politic about not giving up a sound bite that's going to be used to pound her into the ground. Osler said it's almost a certainty that Elena Kagan will be confirmed as the next Supreme Court justice when all is said and done. But he'd like more details from the woman who would replace John Paul Stevens. One issue she faces has been addressed during the hearing. As dean of Harvard Law School, she supported policy barring military recruiters from campus, citing the don't ask, don't tell policy. It was an immediate source of questioning. It's a, one of the controversial issues that not being a judge, she has waded into. Um, and she probably should have been more straightforward in answering those questions. She said, you know, we never barred military recruiters. Well, the fact is that they did not allow the direct involvement of the, the branches of the service to recruit on campus. They had to kind of use a subterfuge of having a veterans group and then a student group sponsor it. Um, yeah, I think that that's an area where I would rather have seen a, a more straightforward discussion as she herself urged in her 1995 article. In that 1995 book review, she lamented the Supreme Court confirmation process that allowed nominees to, quote, stonewall, unquote, and provide, quote, non-answers, unquote. Osler, agreeing with that paper, expressed frustration that such a scenario seems to be playing itself out now that she's the nominee. He cites as one example a Kagan answer in relation to the high court's recent 5-4 ruling in the District of Columbia versus Heller case, affirming Second Amendment rights to bear firearms. She was asked if the right to bear arms predated that amendment. Um, you know, she kept referring to Heller and talking about how Heller changed everything, when really there's a straightforward answer to that, that that I'm certain that is in her head, which is that we were a nation of farmers. It was an agricultural uh, country. People had guns. Of course they had guns. And it would have been very strange to have gone around and, and limited uh, the kinds of guns that existed and were used at that time. You needed them. You needed them to shoot animals to eat. You needed them to keep yeah. the varmints away from your crops. Um, you know, if there, there was functionally that right in this country, and that's the context in which the Constitution was written, I think that it would have been much more intellectually honest for her to have recognized that. But Osler says that is what the process has become in this day and age and does not expect it to derail her appointment. It's the next opening, he believes, where the fireworks could begin, with one issue dear to him emerging. I think we're going to see President Obama nominate a third justice, and I think that is going to be the point in which there's going to be a real battle royal. Mm -hmm. um, it depends on who he picks, of course, yeah. but I think that uh, Republicans may well be emboldened after the midterm elections to challenge more. Their numbers in the Senate may be significantly greater, and uh, I think there is going to be quite a fight at that point. Uh, and, of course, it's with the next nomination that we're going to see an important question raised, and that is, uh, does it matter that there's not a single Protestant on the court? Um, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people have said, oh, no, that doesn't matter at all. And, uh, you know, personally, I think, of course, it does. Religious diversity is important because we are a nation in which faith is very important. Mm -hmm. And faith gets woven into these cases in an important way. Uh, the people who are involved, the defendants, the victims, the witnesses, the jurors, they are very often people of faith. And, and it draws from that and it mm -hmm. plays into it. You can read Osler's thoughts on the lack of a Protestant on the high court by searching the Huffington Post, and you can hear our complete conversation online at kwbu.org. For KWBU News, I'm Derek Smith.